Hey friends, welcome back to the No Wrong Turns podcast with Audrey Hickman Hunter. I am Audrey and I am your host. I am so happy that you are all here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Every other Tuesday, we have an awesome guest come on and chat about their story and their passions and how their passions have evolved and grown throughout their story. Subscribe today to the No Wrong Turns pod with Audrey Hickman Hunter on your podcast player so you guys will never miss an episode. Hey friends, happy Tuesday. How are you all doing? This week is another birthday family week and I wanted to give a big happy birthday shout out to my dad and uh, boss man at work. Don't worry dad, I will hold on the office if you decide to take the day off for your birthday. Happy birthday dad. Friends, if you are interested in being a part of a small group setting for listening, discussion, and action work with a main focus being on racial injustice, I would invite you to consider joining my book club. Our March book selection is Anti-Racist Ally, an Introduction to Activism and Action by Sophie Williams. If you are interested in joining the conversation, our next book club meeting will be on Tuesday, March 16th at 7.30 p.m. Chicago time. You can DM us on our social media at no wrong turns pod or email us at no wrong turns pod at gmail.com for more details. Listeners, welcome to our 34th episode. This is part two of the musical trio sisters, Brittany, Mariah, and Sierra of Harmony Roads. Since this is a two-parter, if you do not get a chance to listen to episode 33, which is part one, I'd recommend you all pausing this episode and going back to listen to episode 33 before this one. In part one, we heard the first half of Harmony Road's story on how the sisters grew up and how their collective passion for music grew together and what life looked like for them growing up and developing their passions as individuals. This week, we'll hear about what their collective passion for music and their band looks like for them as adults, as well as diving into some lessons and areas that they have learned from. You are for sure going to want to lean in and not miss hearing Brittany, Mariah, and Sierra's story as they highlight their passions of being musicians, having a family ministry, and becoming authors and podcasters. No matter if this is your story and you can relate to them or not, I believe that there is something in this episode for you. All right, here's my conversation with Brittany, Mariah, and Sierra of Harmony Roads. But I mean, that's just interesting when you talk about like going in and out of passions because so I was doing one of my biggest passions, like I, we, I stopped doing the music and then I started doing the, you know, museum stuff and history and, and then I had to stop doing pretty much both because I got married to a military officer and I got a job. Um, you know, there's not a lot of remote positions uh, available in 2015, like I said, just like yeah. the the now there just is. five years you yeah know? and uh there's definitely not a lot of historical or museum jobs around military bases and so <laughs> unless I wanted to drive an hour to Austin Texas but uh so I got a job remotely um through uh for a, like a tech company and I'm not passionate about technology but I did what I had to do as a military wife and I've had that job for the past five years but passionate about the paycheck, I'm passionate about the paycheck. <laughs> but that's what I mean when like when you were saying you know kind of like your day job but um it's it was something I did in order to support my husband so now closing out my story so more I can get to hers is is um I'm at this point in my life where I'm I'm close to my sisters again 
we're doing our ministry again in different ways. And she just moved here in 2020. And I just moved here, yeah, in July. So I we we finally like transitioned out of the uh -huh. military, and and now I'm at a point where I can where we've settled down and I can start to explore other opportunities again in history and music and. Uh, yeah, and we are super and excited. We have museum, so much ahead. So. <laughs> <laughs> After I stop having all of my children, I'm pregnant with I'm my second. Done. Yeah, so yeah, I have a lot going unrolling here because I'm done with kids. So I'm like, let's get back to the projects. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm still in the thick of it. So my my kind of story, while Brittany and Sierra, Brittany's moving up from Houston, Sierra's moving back from Cali, and then getting married, and then getting a deployed husband, and the whole everything. I was in Cincinnati working a full-time job, doing my dream job though, because even though I had a passion for sports and I loved playing soccer in high school and, mm -hmm. and I still pride myself on doing so well in my science classes and everything in high school, um, I, was, I was really always passionate about weather. And so I always consider myself the left brainer. And so I would watch the Weather Channel. I love the local on the A's. Twister. We would fight over yeah. the remote control. We got I would love. Home. I love the Weather she Channel. She wanted to watch the Weather I Channel. I watched it for hours, <laughs> and I loved it. And don't know why, but I. Well, I guess I guess the reason why I love the idea of change coming, or the idea that it's a factor that unifies all of us. We're all experiencing it. And yeah. it's something when we lived on the East coast, we had hurricanes. Yeah. That was a, a monumentous event. Of, and blizzards. You know, and blizzards and nor'easters. And, and so we would all get excited for those events. And I think that's what kind of thrilled my passion even more. And so when the void happened and there wasn't any more music and I was, you know, I married my husband, moved to Cincinnati. I, worked coffee shops all through high school and college and i really just had to work from the ground up and my first job in television was uh running the prompter and being a, a camera a camera operator and i just wanted to be in the atmosphere i wanted to you know show myself willing to be there at all hours at all costs so i can do this job and i know i can and i know i was meant to and i want to do it and so I really pushed and pushed and pushed. And finally, I got my first break filling in for traffic. And, mm -hmm. um, and I did a, a little bit of that. I worked with the green screen. And, and then um, my actual first paid job for on television, I had to move two hours away from my husband to a different part of Ohio. It was my first time living alone ever because, wow. mind you, we all lived together as a family, did the whole music thing. And then I just straight up got married. So I really never lived by myself until there was this little stint in uh, just outside of Columbus. It was called Zanesville. And I was there for a few months and doing my first job. It was, uh, let's see, anchoring and weather on the weekends and reporting during the weekdays. And it was hard being away from my husband, especially sure. in, in cornfields in Ohio where I knew no one. But by the grace of God, I um, saw that there was an opportunity for a fill-in weather uh, in Cincinnati. And I was like, I'll, I'll fill in. I don't need a full-time job. I just want to go home. Mm -hmm. And um, so I applied and I got it and it was amazing. And um, yeah, so I ended up back in Cincy and then, you know, my news director was so wonderful and he loved my performance so well and just my attitude that he pretty much created a position to keep me around. And so I worked a couple more years at the same station. And then 
you know, I was getting to the age where I had always known in my mind that I wanted to start a family mm-hmm. and my hours, I worked the morning show. I was up at 2 AM and wow. I was on, I was on air by like 4 30 and I would leave around, uh, I was supposed to get off at like 12 30, but sometimes I wouldn't leave till three, get home. And, and I'd see my husband, Austin for maybe like 30 minutes to an hour. And then I was in bed by six 30 or seven and um, not much of a life to it live. was not a <laughs> life to have with a spouse and children and everything and yeah i've known some people that can do it they're cut from a different cloth and i'm like i really just want to devote more time to pouring into my family and having a family and so when i got pregnant with my first i finished out uh, my pregnancy with uh working and then we had her and then it just so happened that once we had her my husband got a transfer and so not only did I stop working because I had a kid, but I stopped working because we were moving. And so we moved up to Minneapolis and I had my baby and I was alone, but, um, our family plan was always to have a couple kids close together and then take a break and then maybe a couple more. And so not long after we had our first, we quickly got pregnant with our second and we had two girls and it was wonderful. And mm-hmm. I loved every bit of it. And I said to my husband one weekend, you know, I, I'm just so happy with these two little girls, I really could not ask for more. And I just, I'm so content with our life. And that week I found out that we were surprised pregnant with our third. And I'm wow. like, we are going to have three, was it nine months apart. Three kids. No, They're like 11. 11. My first two are 13 months apart. My second two are 11 months apart. And I said, we're gonna have three under three. I can't do this alone in Minnesota. It is too cold. It is too lonely. I need a support system. We need to move to Texas. And that's what happened. And so in 2018, we moved to Texas. We got around family. I had my son. She was literally across the street from us. And um, oh. yeah, so my passion then became children. And then uh, <laughs> I just recently had another one this year. Yeah. And so I have four, four and under, and I'm done. But it's incredible because I had this huge passion for weather. And then it became this huge passion for meteorology and television. And um, I have my bachelor's in communications from Regent University. I have a certificate in operational meteorology from Mississippi State. So I was doing school while I was working too to, you know, this was, I was throwing everything in in to to just do it and to Uh be the best. And I loved it. But then my passion changed. I don't, it was, I think it was just an age thing. I was 25 and I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to start well, my family. I had a taste of it. Yeah. I had a taste. I, I yes, and so I I had a taste of my dream job. I knew exactly what all it required of me in terms of hours, holidays, sacrifice, and mm-hmm. and part of me was willing to do that. Part of me wasn't, and then part of me wanted to do it. Part of me wanted to have a family, and so really the part that won was family, and mm-hmm. and I probably due to my upbringing yeah. because family <laughs> has always been the most important thing. And so when we moved to Texas, I, well, we moved to Minnesota, I wasn't working. I was having children. When we moved to Texas, I haven't been working. I've been having children and that's just my new passion now is, is my children. And then I came in and I was like, nope, we're going to do a podcast. And that's it. <laughs> so Brittany found That's how we got here. She so found a new. And so that was in 2018. And then in 2019, so Sierra's still away. She didn't move here until 2020, but 2019, I said, guys, we are, we are almost so close back together. Like we're just missing Sierra. Once, once he gets out of the military, we've, we've got everybody but together. We were driving up. We really weekend. need, cause we had been asked. So as a band, people, people like our music, but the most asked question we received as a band was how do you guys stay so close as a family? Hmm. And so we were like, we need to write this out 
and we need to answer this question so we can move on to the next chapter. Why do you stay so close? Like, because there was how, and this is like what we did growing up, blah, blah, blah. But then now we're choosing to stay so close mm -hmm. as adults. And so we, we created a book in 2019 that, um, that explained the whole, the, the upbringing and then the gap and kind of the timeline of 2000, of when we were born to 2019, when the book mm -hmm. was released. And we had, a, we had originally planned on like releasing a, a, a small EP with each song that was inside of the book. It's a creative catalog. So there's, there's, oh, wow. yeah, there's recipes and songs inside of the book. And then COVID hit <laughs> and shut down all of our studios and everything. And so the podcast that was supposed to be a supplement became our only, <clears throat> our only way of kind of communicating to our fans and our friends and our listeners, everything um for for a short time um which felt like actually like a bajillion years but we won't go there <laughs> today's episode is presented by clark's clark's began its story almost 200 years ago when cyrus and james clark made a slipper from sheepskin at the time, it was groundbreaking and a combination of invention and craftsmanship that's remained at the heart of what Clark's does. From the very beginning, Clark's has always thought differently. Brilliant ideas are what set Clark's apart. We are teaming up with Clark's and Podgo to bring you 30% off select items, including the iconic Clark's Desert Boot by going to podgo.co backslash Clark's, that is P-O-D go dot co backslash c l a r k s for up to 30 percent off on select items all right back to harmony road story so that was 2019 so that was like my my fourth baby honestly because I, I had i had been a self-taught designer and i designed the whole thing from scratch and um I literally just put all my, you know, sisters, you know, together and um, I said, let's get these stories together and everything. So yes, yeah, so we had created this book from scratch and it, it really felt like a labor of love from me um, because I had just put so much design into it. I had to learn how to publish a book and everything. And so that was like 2019, knowing that in 2020, things would change and that we would be finally back together in Dallas, Texas. And I think our, our I mean, our passions. So we had all become parents. Mm -hmm. Mariah, um, this was, you know, this was a way for her to continue using that radio voice, beautiful voice that she was just gifted. Um, I wish that I had that. And mm -hmm. then, you know, my talents as a graphic designer, which I had to use for churches and nonprofits and small businesses um, you know, really, I, I really was blessed to be able to just pick who I wanted to work for. <laughs> you don't always get that opportunity as a graphic designer. Uh, but I, I was definitely gifted that. And then Sierra coming in now, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what, you know, her position is going to be next year with, uh, Harmony Roads as we take it more professionally. Um, you know, the Echo book that we released in 2019 is essentially a three-part volume like it's you know we had plans so many different plans that were pushed back because of covid mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that just because it's pushed back doesn't mean it ends yeah sometimes things change like passion's still there and i think 
a lot of the diff, like the stories have changed a little bit regarding our own reactions and lessons that we've learned this year, because essentially we quarantined with one another because we were from the same city. And so we all just decided to kind of bunker down, especially those first few months of not knowing what was going on. We had to make choices and chose one another. And, um, and it's just well, from your story, it doesn't seem hard to, to fathom. <laughs> Get everybody yeah. else. We just need us. Yeah. And so, um, and then from there, everybody from our community kind of branched into what we, what we decided to hold on to, like our neighbors, just, they're just so amazing. Um, you know, and they were, they were like, Hey, you know, we're going to the same places. We're doing the same things. Can we, can we be a part of what you're doing? We're alone. And they were like, yeah. And so that's kind of like, what well, I mean, that's 2020 now we're talking about, but yeah. and, yeah, here we We've are been jumping around. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> so I, I really like in your story, how you were talking about how your passions kind of, they've stayed the same, but because of COVID, like everyone's going through that, but just how they're, how they're seen in the outward part of it has shifted, which reminded me of um, tonight before uh, I got to interview you guys. I had a call, uh, like a meeting for a church and one of the pastors was talking about, we still have the same mission and we still have the same passion to, I, and he was like, we still have the same like passion to serve families, but it's just going to look different. And we all are going through this. We've never, we've never trained, you know, how to execute life in a pandemic, you know, (laughs) so we're all trying that. And when you, when you said that, Brittany, I really, I was like, oh, wow. It's like, like echoing it in, in both, in both times for me tonight. So I think that's really true. And I think a lot of people can find that in their passions and just in, I mean, everything is, it's the same. We all have to do, you know, the same things essentially, but just in, and how we do it is the difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So like how you guys pivoted to a podcast instead of probably touring or doing more things like in person with people, you were able to kind of shift that focus to another medium. I think that, you know, we just got done finishing a series on our podcast called Wills and Ways. I think if you've got that will, you're going to find a way. It's just just like the saying, where there's a will, there's a way. And so when you have a passion um, and you have a will for that passion, you're just going to find a way to execute it no matter what it looks like mm-hmm. and just trust that God has a plan. And just like, God, you know, it's like, I forgot what it's, it's a verse in Isaiah where he said, you know, here I am, Lord, send me. And he's not saying send me only if you do, you know, he's not giving God these certain circumstances and these like, yeah. certain, you know, he's just on, uh, you know, during COVID just remember that as long as you have a will and you know, you have a relationship with the Lord and just like, just start praying on it. Just be like, God, just show me, show me the way through this. Yeah. I think that's really good. I wanted to just take a second and kind of pivot from your story to asking you guys a couple other questions before we uh, close. And one of those questions is, I guess you could address this with your individual passions, but you can just talk about your collective passion of music if you want as well. But what are some, it seems like you might not be able to answer what are, you know, some myths that you believed before you were musicians, because it seems like you kind of always were from your story. (laughs) But are there any myths that you guys can debunk about your passions? for us? I can think of one specifically. And I remember, so our first guitarist, his name was Phil. 
and we were on the way to a show and he had his guitar all the time out and he was just strumming away and he was just so content. And I was like, why don't you just save it for the show? And he said, you know, I have the same passion playing in this car right now as I do on stage. And I was like, you are telling me like you're not energized or anything like he's like, no, I think that you can you can be just as content playing in your room as you are in front of thousands. I think that if you truly love what you do, it's not going to matter where you are. And I hated that he said that because I was like, no, we're going to go all the way. I'm going to take you with me and it's going to be fine, you know? And um, I soon got to learn, you know, through having a family and making those choices and settling down that he was right, mm -hmm. you know? And, and um, you know, and so there was this kind of this buster of that, you know, your passion can be pursued anywhere. Well, it doesn't and have on to a have large a certain, or small scale. Yeah, it doesn't have to have a certain venue. Um, you know, if you are an artist, you don't have to be in an exhibit to, to really love a rock star. So yeah, you don't really have to love, you know, if you're an artist, you don't have to be an exhibit to truly love and appreciate your art. You know, um, obviously anything that is art related or performance related, we love to be in front of other people. But when you truly put your passion and just face it toward the Lord, you're going to be content with what you've been given. Mm -hmm. and and just being able to play before him and so that was a huge huge myth buster for me it was that I can just be happy just playing with in front of my kids what about you Mariah I'm thinking about music and I'm thinking about meteorology and when you know we started this whole thing we we're in middle school high school and so obviously we're young and we're thinking oh we just can't wait to have someone find us and then we'd have the biggest microphone possible and we can share our music and it's all original it's so unique and no one's ever heard anything like it and we would just be so just blessed to have that opportunity just waiting for somebody to find us and that is not how it works i mean i think about maybe for the select few like i think about cheryl crow Okay, mm -hmm. she's playing these weekend venues outside on the lawn and someone somewhere heard her and referred her to some agency and then boom, she's a star, right? Um, but I mean, that was diligence in her own time, you know, mm -hmm. playing those weekends on the lawn and, and playing outside yeah. of these local venues and stuff. And so we kind of tried to follow the same suit in the sense of, well, if we want to be able to get our music out there on a larger scale and, and reach more people, then maybe we should do something like that. And so, you know, we, we start that way and we pretty much finished that way. Not a lot changed. I mean, there were more venues, but we, it was, it was the same. I think that um, the myth in all of it is that it isn't a bigger microphone. That is the, the golden thing that you're searching for the biggest blessing right there in front of you doing this thing, this road weekend ministry music thing is your time. Yeah. That's, that's mm -hmm. the golden egg. That's, that's the, the icing on the cake. It's not finding some magical agency to sign you and book you. And it's just being diligent in it all and being passionate about it all. And you're going weekend to weekend, you're meeting new people. And, yeah, because and then you find, you look back, you were so blessed in all of it because it was such a unique experience. No one else around you has an experience like that. And, um, and so, yeah, the myth is just, there's a mirage of just this, uh, I think in the music industry where people think that you need to be signed, you need to be uh, on this mainstream where 
honestly, so much music is indie now. So much independent yeah. music out there. Because that's where the gold it's is. It's not as constricting. Mm -hmm. It's not as pop culture. Uh, you know, they, you're allowed to pour your art and yourself play into for your who music. you want, play for you, when write, you want, write what you want, where you want. It's it's incredible. And so that that's a myth. It's it's not in some kind of uh, label and being signed by some big people. It's as long as you're independent and you can have that right and that freedom to do what you want, I think that's, that's solid. Hey listeners, some of you may have heard a big part of my story on how I started this podcast. During my day job, I get to listen to podcasts all day long. The ones I really enjoy are the ones that encompass someone's story and their passions. Since I'm an avid podcast listener, I wanted to start sharing podcast episodes and podcasts that resonate with me that I think you will enjoy as well. This week, I wanted to share with you a podcast that my husband actually had shared with me, and this is called Inside the Adventure. The Inside the Adventure podcast features inside stories of the struggles and victories of building unconventional lifestyle in the world of adventure and travel, from record-breaking adventure athletes to an innovative outdoor entrepreneurs, to everyday people who took a chance on living or on things they love. These are the stories that will inspire you to face your fears and make life into the adventure it's meant to be. I enjoyed how the guest shares in a long-form interview fashion their story and their passions and how they got to where they are today. I will link the podcast details in the show notes below. The other myth that I want to say about meteorology, mm -hmm. somehow some everybody thinks that uh, your news station has a budget to buy your clothes and to do and have a makeup artist on staff to do your makeup on the show. No, you buy your own clothes and you do your own makeup at 2 a.m. <laughs> it just, it doesn't happen that way. And so people would write me on Facebook when I'm on the air at 4.30, like, oh my gosh, who did Mariah's eyebrows this morning? And it's like, I did because I'm exhausted. And you know, this is why I look the way I do. <laughs> and so, you know, um, a lot of people, they, they think that there's this glory around television still like the and sure if you're in like a top 10 market or even like a national market then there's makeup artists then there's you know costume not costume but um people yes. people yeah. people it is wardrobe. i know wardrobe. i was getting to wardrobe people providing wardrobes for you but if you are in a local television station that is not the case and so be kind be kind to your local television anchors and reporters and meteorologists because they are there because they're passionate and they are there because they care about you. They care about the local news and the local weather. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I really had a rude that's, awakening yeah, and an eye opening experience to being in local television that there are some people who love you. And then there's some people that come out of the woodwork and you're like, why are you so mean? And, um, so we call them trolls. You're in, you're in a very trolls. vulnerable state and, uh, people speak their mind and they, they think, Oh, you should have this and this because you make all this money. It's like, no, I make a normal paycheck. <laughs> it's not six figures. Trust me. Do you see what I'm wearing? It's Walmart. Walmart special. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Mythbuster there is uh, hair and makeup and wardrobe is all your own. 
I think that's a good one because I always, I anytime I see like I'm watching the news for typically I mean guys are just in suits so it's like a little bit easier mm-hmm. but I feel like like women always have their hair it looks like always like so perfect and their makeup is like perfectly done I'm like oh my gosh there's no like running in there late and trying to throw up your hair like yeah. you gotta like plan that situation out yeah no lots of dry shampoo and uh, <laughs> and uh, just timing out like having five alarms in the morning go off you know one at uh what's it 155 2 205 215 time to get up you go and you do it all yourself so yeah I, I think i think more people need to know that that it's it's um it's it's a job that it's it's, it's a lot like your your emts and your police because when there's a blizzard we're the first ones there we have to be at our job giving you information to give people information so it's a it's a job it's a service job we are there to provide a service which is providing information and knowledge to people. And I think that for some, um, there needs to be a little bit more kindness. Not all heroes <laughs> wear capes. Yeah. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't even know yeah, go ahead, what a myth would be for museums. Like what if people don't wonder about us? <laughs> well, no. Okay. My question. I think, oh, here's a myth. How do you get George Washington's wallet? It's all about who you know. You people, okay. private collectors. Well, here's a myth buster. Is it, is it necessary? Does, is it necessary for museums to have any technology whatsoever? I mean, museums don't have, I mean, they're about old things. Oh, I feel like, well, you have to move with the times. So in order to stay relevant, you have to have, um, adjust for your audience. You know, people our age are going to be interested in AI, uh, you know, automatic, automated intelligence, artificial intelligence, um, and you know things that seem really realistic and so as museums modernize themselves especially i you, 2020 has been an incredible way to see how museums have adapted to this because they have decided to make virtual 3d exhibits of their museums and where yeah, you could so where you can, of those where you can walk through the museum mm-hmm. exhibit that they are you know had planned I saw one that was for like Mexican artists um, at, at a local art museum here in Dallas. And uh, they had all of them displayed as if you were walking through the museum, that keeps you relevant, that keeps your doors open. If you don't adjust to those things, George Bush Museum and Library, I remember in, in 2012, when I went there, they had these, you know, giant tables that had touch screens that you could throw documents to like the people that are next to you. And that was just like, mind-blowing but now that's expected you know if you don't have those sort of touch screens in 2020 or even more then you're behind on the time so i mean i don't think that's really a myth but it's i mean if you're it, i mean i guess it is if, if you're a museum i mean kids always just think it's yeah old people things. think people think libraries and museums yeah. are old we're constantly trying to we went to the war room remember the war room and it was just that tab like that wall or that stone table and you could literally touch the stone table and turn into winston churchill's yeah files. So that that thing is what keeps people our age interested yeah i mean it's i went to a museum in canada where i also love it when they when they set up where you walk into an exhibit and it's like you are walking into that space you know as, those are as, really popular as too. as mm-hmm. as the melting clocks the, are like around you now as interactive as possible people like to play video games you know they think they are so cool going through 
you know, World War II stuff now with like virtual reality, with like virtual reality. It's like they want to experience it. Um, and so if, if, if museums find that way, then, then they will succeed for sure. But yeah, um, I really enjoy ones like where you're walking through and they have, you know, like things exhibited, but at the same time, they're kind of like setting the scene of like what it was like in that moment in history. Yeah. And well, some of them, I like add like sound, like background yeah. noise or like if it was, you know, whatever birds or water mm -hmm. sounds are happening and it just makes you feel like you're kind of like in there for that moment, seeing that scene. It makes it come alive to you. It's not just mm -hmm. these old dead people in a textbook, you know, it's people who lived and breathed, had fears and loved and just as much as you, I always say like, take a deep breath, like take a deep breath and take a deep, everybody take a deep breath mm -hmm. and then realize that every other person in history did that same exact thing. You, what, you just felt something that at everybody in history has felt. And that automatically makes you closer to the person that you're reading about. It's just like, what a good little tip. Yeah, there you go. There's my tip for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, I have one um, one more question for you guys, and that is if there are people listening who um, are interested or um, are kind of like resonating with some of your story, what would you say would be the next step? What would you advise them if they're they're like, oh, this sounds like something like these sounds like kind of like skills that I'm interested in. What would you kind of advise as your next step for guidance or maybe any resources that you had along the way that you could recommend? And I guess you could speak on music as a whole. And then if you wanted to just kind of touch on your individual passions as well, or if not, that's totally fine too. If you go to our website, which is www.harmonyroads.com and you go to the contact and you just talk to us, mm -hmm. we will receive whatever question you have and we'll talk back to you. We actually love our, our friends and family that much. Like we'll answer any questions that you have. Yeah. yeah. Anything like from music. No, I mean, like, do you have anything broad? What do you mean? Like a broad piece of advice for people who in pursuing music. Well, that's just for resources. Yeah. yeah. Like resources. Like if you're looking for a mentor, we'll be your mentor. That's what Brittany's saying. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you have a question and you, and you know, that just ask us, like we're here for you. And, and I love, yeah, I love just being able to talk to, to people about their passions and about their lives. Like that, that was our favorite part about this ministry was mm -hmm. to getting to know other people. And so like, that's my greatest resources that I can offer you is like, just reach out to us and we'll connect. I think mine is uh, just the, the little golden nugget. Do not despise small beginnings mm -hmm. because honestly, you got to start somewhere, yeah. whether that's your local coffee shop or your, um, you know, high school prom or something, sing the national anthem at football games. Like we did a lot, you know, you got to start somewhere. And then also, even if it's not necessarily where you want to be, like, okay, so I wanted to be in television working with meteorology, but I was running the prompter. Mm -hmm. I was still within arm's reach and I showed up every day, dressed nice with the mentality of making an impression and showing people I can do this. And so I feel like your mentality is a lot mm -hmm. of it. You are no more defeated by your circumstances than you are your own attitude. And so keep that and hold that tight and then take whatever opportunity is given to you and climb that ladder. Yeah. 
And, you know, it may take time or you may shoot up the ladder. It, it's just all a matter of the experience that you've learned along the way. Thank you so much for joining us each week to listen to our awesome guests as they come on and chat about their story, their passions, and how their passions have evolved and grown throughout their story. I am so humbled and honored that you would choose to download and listen to these conversations every other week. They're inviting me into your earbuds, your headphones, your Beats, your car, your Alexa, your Google Home, whatever you listen to us on. Thank you so much, friend. I am so grateful for you. Can you do me a favor? If you have not already subscribed to the podcast, would you do that in whichever podcast player app that you're listening to us on today? If you're subscribed already, thank you. Thank you so much. I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. It makes a big difference. I would love it also if you wouldn't mind sharing this show with a friend. I find out about so many shows through recommendations from friends. Maybe some of you have found out about this show through a friend sharing the show with you. Lastly, would you please leave a rating or review on whichever podcast player app that you're listening to us on? Thank you. I know that these things may seem super tiny, small, subscribing, sharing the show, leaving a rating review, but they make a huge difference in new listeners finding the No Returns pod. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here, for listening, for cheering us on. Thank you so, so much. And be willing to listen. I, I think that my news director and my, my station manager, they loved so much that I came in, I was a newbie, but I was willing to listen to their comments, their concerns, their criticism, and I take it. And I think so many people aren't willing to take criticism, take commentary from people. And yeah. it's important. You, ha- you, have to, you have to be willing to listen and to learn and to hone your skills um, as much as you know, the whole everybody gets a trophy nowadays mentality seems nice. You know, there, there's things to learn. There are, you know, we, we can't all get trophies. Sometimes you'll be better at things if you, if you listen and you learn. Um, and so I, I, there was a lot of that that I had to do and that I'm still doing, honestly, but um, at the time. And uh, reach out to friends around you. If you're in a position, if you're wanting to pursue media, yeah. uh, everyone around you is seasoned to a, a different degree get to know them and their story and how they got there mm-hmm. and ask them how they it can improve or how, how they improved and how you can. Um, and usually if someone is, is a friend or a good colleague, good coworker, and they have your best interests at heart, they'll, they'll be honest with you. Um, so, you know, whatever sphere of influence you're in, whoever's around you, uh, reach out and ask, put some feelers out. Hey, how do you think I could do this better? Or, Hey, how did you get to where you are? And, and, and how do you think that I could also pursue that path myself? So just be willing to ask questions, be willing to listen and, um, and be willing to take chances on small things, praying that they'll become your, your dream. In and, the end. and also realize that there's going to be somebody out in out there in the world that has the same dream as you. Yeah. And you don't have to be enemies. You don't. Yeah. You learn from each other. Yeah. I think touching off of what Mariah said, you know, internships, you know, those are a great way to get your foot super, in the door. Super important. Without, especially, you know, those unpaid ones. Sometimes, I mean, Texas doesn't even do that anymore, but my internship was unpaid and I just worked and worked and worked until I it was ending and I was like, I am going to be going to school online. I can still have a position here if there's one available. 
And uh, like Mariah said, I was willing to do anything, uh, you know, just to keep my my place in the company. And um, and as I and and I think a big part of it is all it's all about who you know. And so that's mm -hmm. why it's what Mariah said with like get to know the people around you is mm -hmm. so important because you don't realize how much you may need them in the future. Because another piece of advice is sometimes you can be loyal to a fault. And you can be loyal to a company to a fault. So, you know, when you've done all you can for a company, and especially if it's like one that isn't offering you anything in return anymore, um, if it's a toxic environment, I worked in a very, very toxic environment. And um, it was hard for me to walk away. And so I walk away for, for things that are bigger and better um, because I was just so deeply invested into that specific company. But you know, know your self-worth, know your self-value because you are so valuable. You know that you have something to offer to a company when they're no longer treating you as valuable because you made contacts with other people, reach out to those other people and get your foot in the door someplace else. You know, it's just, there are great things that lie ahead for you and in many different situations, you know, our life isn't, isn't just one straight path that black and, white. black and white, you know, we, we have options and those, all of these options are going to give you a great life if you just work hard for it. And if that's what you want and you treat others with respect, you know, don't get involved in the drama, don't get involved in toxic, like toxicity, um, just continue to uh, make a positive career for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you for those kind of just um, next steps and kind of just guidance touch points. Those are really good. Mm -hmm. um, so I have one final question that I ask all the podcast guests that come on and that is what is fueling you today? What is fueling your passion? So this could be anything from a new favorite um, coffee drink or a new TV show you guys found on Netflix or maybe a new thing you found to you know, pass the time with your family during this COVID season. So what's fueling you guys today? What's fueling your passion? For me, my husband has taken up uh, this past year, he decided to read 12 books. And I was like, oh, that's great. I'm going to do that too. And he's like read over 24. And he and his pursuit of knowledge is really ultimately fueling me um, to continue pursuing, um, you know, my passions in general, um, the knowledge of my passions, because you have to know what you're doing, right? And so yeah. just the fact that he's so, my husband is so inquisitive and, um, and just um, loves knowledge. And so he ultimately is, is just his, is just, he makes it fun. You know, he, he reads these books and we talk about it over wine or whatnot. And so he, um, he's really, really, truly just kind of changed my path on, on how um, to cultivate what I have, what I have been given. Cause it's, it's a, when you're, when you're passionate about just life and a lot of things and a lot of people, it's really easy to spread yourself too thin. My husband, um, just being my husband has taught me how to really cultivate, you know, and put my time, um, where, where it's filtered through trust. Your husband just being an introvert. <laughs> he's a he's strong introvert and he's just, and, and I've spent a lot of time with him because of COVID. And so, um, and so he has really taught me how to cultivate, um, my time through trust and not just love. Um, I'd say what's feeling my passions are just my children, Again, having my, my fourth one just a couple months ago, 
Um, not only were we in a pandemic, but I was sitting at home pregnant. And I'm like, you know what? I've always wanted to sew and I'm going to make my child a baby blanket. And I did. And so cute. <laughs> and so I, I think that just, um, you know, having children, wanting to provide for them, wanting to be an example for them. Um, that's my current passion. It's not music. It's not weather. It's mothering. So um, that's that's what I'm on to right now. It's, uh, ultimately, that was my, my first passion that I always wanted to pursue. Obviously, it, it takes time to get there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got to find a husband. There's <laughs> a lot of things that go into that. Um, and so finally, yeah, my life is lined up to where I, I'm happily married. And now I'm having all these children. I finally am done having children. And now I'm just trying to do it right. That's my passion is just how do I do this right? And um, how do I be a homemaker and, and do that right? And so I'm just trying. Wow, I keep showing up at her door and making her do a podcast. Yes. So Brittany, Brit, yeah, Brittany keeps pushing the media. And I'm like, but I just want to be a mom. And she's like, but you need to no. do media. And so, um, yeah, my passion right now, I was doing a lot of sewing. Um, and, you know, the pandemic, I was like, well, I can make masks too. Um, you know, I want to do masks and help people that way. And so um, kind of off the off the beaten path there, just doing my own little thing. Just, Sewing. And I try to take up, I'm like, I've never learned an instrument where there's, it's musical. I've only done percussion. So I tried to play guitar and some piano this, she's good. this pandemic, but, um, it, we'll it see did, what happens it, the next one. It did, yeah. It didn't get too far. Uh, I got busy <laughs> yet. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I think for me, uh, what's fueling my passion is change. Uh, this has been a year for ch of change for me as I, I'm no longer a military wife, and now I'm settled in Dallas. Um, I am having to make decisions on what doors to close now and what to pursue. Because you're pregnant. Um, well, I'm also pregnant with my second child uh, due in <laughs> April. And um, so I just know that that how my life looks right now, I'm, I'm, I'm closing the door on that chapter. And mm -hmm. so... I, I'm ready to move on. It's just a matter of like, uh, I'm ready to move, move on from some things. It's just a matter of, of when. And so um, for me, what's feeling is, is looking, for, looking forward to 2021 and the fresh start that that offers and um, being more steadfast in prayer until I receive some answers. So, uh, you know, you don't always have um, a clear answer on like what to do with your next step in life. So yeah. um, patience, because God's definitely in the waiting and that's what Advent's all about, which, it, which for your listeners will be a good reminder post-Christmas. <laughs> so that's awesome. Thank you guys so much for sharing your passions and your story with us today. Before we go, can you, I know you mentioned your, your website, but can you just tell the listeners the places that, where you want to be found, where they can find you? You can find us on harmonyroads.com and on any pretty much, you know, major social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook. Now LinkedIn. Yeah, now LinkedIn. <laughs> it's a little bit more professional there where you can find just kind of like where how you know our moving parts within because we're kind of just taking a little bit more um, opportunity to grow professionally um and so you can find us um our, our book at harmonyroads.com 
And you can find our podcast on um, Path and Posture is the name of our podcast. And you can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere you stream podcasts, you can find this. Uh, and same with posture. our music. And the same with our music. Yes. Amazon, everything. Um, it's the glory of the internet. Um, and so those are the things that you can kind of just tune in to our family podcast and what, what we're doing there. We stream music. We, we talk about kind of things that are currently happening in our lives. We are hoping to bring, um, so by the time you, you post this, um, our husband should have made an appearance on our podcast, which will be <laughs> kind of funny. So, uh, tune, tune back to that. And then, um, you know, just new, hopefully new music will be coming out and, like I said, if you wanted to reach out and talk to us, like, and you've had any questions about passions, or if you have a prayer request, like we love praying for other people. So just letting people know that we're there for them. Um, that's where you can find us is harmonyroads.com and everything else branches out from there. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again so much. Absolutely. Thank Thanks you for having, having us. us. Friends, I have really enjoyed part two of Harmony Road's story. How they are able to keep their family and their band bond even when they're not living near each other. While at the same time, their passions were able to grow and evolve throughout their story. It was interesting to hear about how through all of the life changes and stages that the sisters have gone through, they still have made a huge effort to invest in being a part of each other's lives, as well as um, making the time to pause and redefine and restructure their band. I thought it was so cool how they were able to write a book together answering the question that they get the most about why they stay so close as a family and through their different passions and life stages changing. Then how they pivoted to create a podcast where they're able to use, utilize their different passions for radio and for graphic design. I hope that we are all encouraged today from part two of Harmony Road's story and their passions. My prayer is that you will consider what God has for you and what he might be leading you to. All right, see the show notes for our music credits. All right, enjoy your week, guys. Thank you so much. Please, if you enjoy this episode, share it with a friend. And I will see you back here next, next Tuesday with our guest, Megan Woodard. Hey, friends. You have just listened to the No Wrong Turns podcast with Audrey Hickman Hunter. I'm Audrey, and I am so honored to be your host. And I, I am so happy that you all were able to listen in. If you like what you listened to today, make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are bringing you new shows every other Tuesday, and we have awesome guests that come on and chat about their stories, their passions, and how their passions have evolved and grown throughout their story. Subscribe today to the No Wrong Turns pod with Audrey Hickman Hunter on your podcast player so you will never miss an episode. See you next time.